before I go into an explanation of why housing prices skyrocketed from 2000 to 2006, I think it's a good idea to give a little history of what the housing market and the mortgage market used to be like before things got out of control. So let's go back to say, I don't know, let's go back to the late 70s, maybe you know, mid-70s actually. I remember my parents, they bought a house, we lived in New Orleans, and the house, if I remember correctly, it cost roughly $60,000. $60,000. And back then, to buy a house, um, and actually for a while until more recently, in order to buy a house, you had to put 25% down. So 25% of $60,000 is a fourth of it. So you have to put $15,000 down. So you have to save up $15,000. And then you're going to get a mortgage on $45,000, right? $45,000 you are going to borrow. And I forgot the exact interest rates then, but I'm just going to throw out a number. just to. This is really just to kind of for instructive purposes. Let's say interest rates back then, they were higher. They were like 9%, I think. So 49% on $45,000, how much interest am I going to pay? 45, 1, 2, 3, times 0.09. So I'm going to pay a little over $4,000 a year in interest. Or if I divide by 12, about $340 a month. $340 per month in interest. And I remember at the time, we, we actually moved out of our house and we rented it out because we needed cash. And we rented out that exact same house, and I, this was in the late 70s or, or early, um, early 80s. We rented out that exact same house for $900. The rent was $900. So this, this, this raises, uh, I guess, a couple of questions. First of all, the, the big question is why are those why did those people who who rented our house I mean they paid nine hundred dollars a month they must have had a good income and I mean for that time why were they willing to pay rent when they could have bought a house where the mortgage would have been you know it have been interest plus a little principal it would have been no more than four hundred dollars a month you know why would and and so why would you just throw away you know this is the classic rent versus buy argument why would you throw away nine hundred dollars where you could actually build equity paying $400 a month for the exact same place. And you can think about that a little bit, but there's a bunch of reasons. What what was necessary to buy a house then? Well, one, you needed a $15,000 down payment. Maybe these people, they had really good cash flow every month, but they just never had uh, um, the circumstances or maybe even the discipline to save up $15,000. You also needed a really steady job. So you needed this is the down payment. This is one thing. You also needed a steady job. Steady job. Maybe the people who are renting had, uh, you know, they were working odd jobs or they were they didn't have a steady income. Although I doubt it. I don't think we would have actually leased the house to them had that been the case. But they probably had that. They probably. And so and and then the last thing you needed to get a mortgage is you needed a, a good credit. Good credit. And maybe these people didn't have that. Maybe they just, you know, they didn't pay some bills in the past, and they just they couldn't find a bank that was willing to give them a loan despite having a steady job and a fifteen thousand dollar down. If you had to ask me, I think the biggest barrier for for this family at that time was probably the fifteen thousand dollar down payment. And frankly, they probably had trouble saving fifteen thousand dollars because they were paying, they they were busy paying nine hundred dollars in rent. So that was the circumstance throughout actually most of modern history that you had this barrier towards buying a house that it did make sense that you know the conventional wisdom that it is better to uh, buy than rent held it's just 
everyone knew that, but a lot of people just couldn't buy even though they wanted to because they didn't have the down payment, they didn't have the steady job, or they didn't have the good credit. That was the circumstance then, and that lasted for some time. What happened in the early 2000s, and it actually happened in California in the mid-90s, but it got more and more, um, I, I guess we could say, uh, flagrant as we went through the decade, is that people started lowering these standards. And I'll do a whole other video on possibly why those standards were lowered. But let's say that in 1980, you needed 25% down. You need, let me just switch colors. That color's kind of ugly. You need a steady job, steady job, and you needed a, I don't know, let's say you needed a 700 credit score. And that was true from 1980 to, let's say, 2000. I'm exaggerating a bit, but this is just to give you the broad sense of what actually happened. But let's say then in 2001, and I'll explain later why this might have happened, the standards were lowered. That if you wanted to buy a house, all of a sudden, you could actually find someone who's willing to give you a house for 10% down. 10% down. You know, maybe kind of steady job. Kind of steady job. Maybe you just need a job. And maybe you had a 600 credit rating. So what happens when the standards on the mortgage go from this to this? Let's go back to these people who used to rent that house from us for $900. Maybe they didn't have $15,000, right? That would have been a 25% down payment. But maybe back then, they had 10%. Maybe they had $6,000. They just couldn't get up to $15,000 in savings. So if in 19, you know, back when they were doing this, back in the 80s, if, if the standards got a little bit freer, like they did in, in the early 2000s, those people could have bought a house. They, they would have said, man, you know, we don't have to rent anymore. We've saved up the 10% down payment. It's gotten a little easier. Our job now meets the requirements. Our credit now meets the requirements. We can go buy that house. So that would have increased the aggregate demand for housing, even though, even if no one's incomes increased, even if the population didn't increase, all of a sudden there's a new person who could get financing to buy a house. And then if we go to 2000 and 2000, let's say 2003, they say, you know what? You don't even you don't need any down payment. No down. No money down. So that's a you can imagine there's a whole set of people who maybe had a decent income but they couldn't save any money. Now all of a sudden there's there's no down payment barrier to buying a house. Maybe you still needed a job and maybe you just needed a 500 credit, right? So all of a sudden without people's incomes going up, without more jobs being available, without uh, the population increase, there were more people who could get financing or more people who could bid up homes. And this situation actually got pretty bad. By 2004, 2005, and this isn't exact, but it gives you a, a sense of what happened. By 2004, 2005, you had, you had a situation where they had these stated income, uh, they had these things called liar loans. I, maybe I'll do videos on each of these. But these were essentially no down payment, if you had a job, you could kind of make it up. You, you just said, I had a job. They wouldn't validate it. These were stated income. So then you could say, you could just say what you made. So even though the mortgage might you know, require an income of $10,000 a month and your income is only 2000 a month, you could say your income is 10000 a month. So you know, stated income, no down, maybe a job, and they didn't even do a credit check. So what happened from 2000 to 2004 is that credit just got easier and easier and easier. And every time credit got easier, there were more people who, despite the fact that they weren't making any more money, they were able to get financing. And so the, the pool of people who were able to 
bid on homes or the demand for homes, because now there was this financing, became larger and larger. And that's what increased the prices of homes. And now you know, you, you, the obvious question is, well, why did this happen? What, well, you know, first of all, why did they get easier in 2001 and get easier and easier as we went to 2004? And why did they get to this unbelievably absurd level where by 2004 and 2005, you, you, you hear stories, especially in California and Florida, of people who are making maybe $40,000 a year, and they were able to buy houses with no money down. Um, with, you know, some of these people were, were migrant laborers, and they were able to buy houses for a for million dollars. So, and so in the next video, I will tell you why that happened. Why were people willing to give their cash um, to people to buy a house that had a very low likelihood of getting paid back and for a house that had a very um, low likelihood of being able to retain its value? I'll see you in the next video.